What in the hell is going on, everybody? Um, today is January. <laughs> that one fucked me up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm used to the January the 13th. All right. Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. One, one. And um, it is about 5.05 p.m. 5.05. I don't know why I chose that one today, but it really, really threw me off. Um, I'm going to be releasing this one a little bit later than uh, planned. I'm going to be going to Winter Park this weekend. And, uh, yeah, I plan on releasing it while I'm up there. Wanted you guys to have some consistent um, content from me and just kind of a catch-up on what's going on with the show we just hit 25 episodes, uh, somewhere from the old project and the most recent month and a half. I've been just kind of pushing it hard. Promise every single week um, at least one episode, and I've been crunching two and Rocks Talk Radio. Yes, that's right. The Rocks Talk Radio is back and running with host Garrett Reese. Um, so plate is full. Um, I did want to do something from last week that I felt like I did an injustice to. Aaron Wentz, this one goes out to you. Snap your fingers. Do your step. You can do it all by yourself. Let me see you do it. Mm -mm. Hey. All right. Sorry. I just, I didn't, he was like, play B minor, A minor. It just sounded fucking dumb, and I was like, why didn't I just try and do it? So I listened to the last episode. I had a blast with those two, Joel Vernon, mm, you naughty boy, <laughs> and uh, Aaron Wentz, mm, you naughty boy, uh, both very naughty boys. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, Winter Park, um, birthplace of the winged bat. Yes, that's right, the winged bat. Um, I can set the mood for this. I'm just kidding. I don't know how to make mysterical, mysterious <laughs> uh, music for this, but uh, Winter Park, Colorado, uh, is home of the Winged Bat. And if you've not heard the tale of the Winged Bat, prepare yourselves. Um, there's something dark and ominous floating around um, from ski top to ski. This makes no fucking sense. I'm trying to. All right, basically, I just got this kite. I'm really into kites. I think I've said it on the podcast before. Um, my highest kite flown is 8,100 feet. Um, I, it, how did I do it? <laughs> I'll tell you how I did it. I tied fishing line to it so it could cut through the air. I had, let's do the math, 900 yard spools of fishing line times three of those, tied them together. And then that's times three again to get the feet per yard, 8,100 feet. And it was magical. But <clears throat> I had this kite that didn't fly so well. It was like this giant hawk-looking thing. And uh, just couldn't keep it up. <laughs> Aruga! All right. Um, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah, I couldn't keep this kite up. And... Um, 
it would just dive left or right, you know, super hard. So I'm giving one second. This is the only time I'll take a shot before an interview. I will get to that. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I took this kite and I, t- I fucking tethered it. I, I um, had a sewing kit and I sewed, sewed it, sew it. I sewed it to the um, shoulders and arms of this jacket that I got from like Salvation Army or Goodwill or something. And like tied the tail down near like your lower back. So when um, when you ride down the mountain with this thing, it flaps super fucking hard and uh, protected by LLC series monkey. And um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's just a jacket that we have kept up there at one of my friend's cabins. And unfortunately, I will not be the winged bat it's not winged bat. It is the winged bat. And, uh, yeah, we will be having someone else, probably Andy. Shout out to my buddy Andy. Um, he wears it well because he knows the proper tuck to it to make it catch the full amount of air. And he rips, boy. Boy, I tell you, he um, rips, boy. I love that one. All right, cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, the winged bat will be up in winter park this weekend. If you're going up there, please keep an eye, uh, I believe on the old Eskimo run. Um, they, Andy told me a joke. So did Steve. I'll throw it out there. Um, what do Tupperware and Eskimos have in tight common or have in common? They like a tight seal, but tink. Uh, yeah, so we will be. Having those guys up on Eskimo Run, if you are up in Winter Park, go look and see if you can spot the uh, the winged bat. The winged bat, bat, bat. That sounded cool. All right. Yes, I am going for an interview here in um, probably about 20 minutes. Um, have to leave. Uh, the interview is for... Sassy Savage Entertainment um, at the Blush and Blue, which is a local gay bar off of Colfax, and I think it's like near university. I got to look it up again, but they do run an open mic on Wednesday nights. So I am going to um, meet Mr. Trey and uh, see if I can become a local uh, open mic comedy host uh, for the city of Denver here in the upcoming year um yeah that should be exciting i don't know if that's the location he has for me the cats are jumping around that scared the shit out of me um anyway yeah so it should be a really fun interview um here here's some of the things that he'll probably be asking for me okay first of all have an energetic open with um a lot of energy hey how's everyone doing good good um berry goo maybe i should incorporate berry goo (laughs) oh i definitely will if i get my own mic um of course mention the place production and the name my name of the host ethan ritter that's who you're listening to um and then usually the comics do about i don't know i've seen some people that hold open mics take advantage of it so i'd like to say that i'd keep it to two to three minutes of material before i get to the other comics because in turn, that's pretty much what I'm giving them. 
Uh, I have seen other comics be like, all right, let's get this thing started. And they do seven minutes, and then they're like, all right, here we go. And then I think about it, and I'm like, well, they've been doing this this mic for like as long, like fucking two years, as long as I've been coming here. And sometimes I'm like, well, why, why wouldn't you just want to flush out all your material? And if people get pissed, you're the one controlling when they go on stage anyway. So it seems to be a, a weird situation that I'm very unfamiliar with. But um, all right, so moving on. Um, after my two minutes of jokes, the funniest in the world, uh, reassure great evening for everyone more energy all right we're gonna have a great show tonight everyone it's weird how they're like everyone give yourselves a, a round of applause you know hey come on you can do better than that yeah and then and then they're just jazzed uh i have been to a show where they're like so uh we're uh <clears throat> we're gonna go ahead and get this thing started and uh uh yeah this first guy i've known him I don't I don't know if he's funny or not, but uh uh yeah, Ethan Ritter, do you want to come up here? And then I get up there and I'm like that's a hard one to follow, you know what I mean? But really it is hard to follow. So um everyone give yourselves a round of applause. <laughs> Didn't you hate that fucking kid in school that did that? Like the physical they did like a circle, you know, around of applause. I always fucking hated that kid. He just looked like a tweaker. I mean, who did, who is kidding who here? Hmm. It's probably me. No, it wasn't. I didn't do that shit. Um so after you get the the audience kind of worked up and ready, um the thing that I will tell Trey tonight is that I'm going to make it uh, a point. I always do these note cards. I have them right here right now. Always have note cards. Um, I might take down a couple notes for people. And, uh, you know, I would like to give some fucking introductions. Like, everyone on the planet Earth that has done comedy has a podcast. So, maybe plug their podcast. You might know him from Ritter Me This. Please welcome Ethan Ritter. And another thing is, like, go up to the comic. And, and instead of just going, hey, you're up in two you know, you're up in two people. That's, I don't know how much I need to explain to the average listener. Uh, you're up in two. And then usually they just go away and they're like, <clears throat> um, uh, and this is one thing I never want to do. I don't know this fucking guy. Hopefully he's funny. <laughs> Ethan Riddler, you know, I want to go up to them and go, can you say your name to me a couple times? And they go, uh, I don't know. She's probably like Joel Vernon. And I'm like, say it again. And she is like Joel Vernon. And and then I do it one more time. And I might write out my own pronunciation according to that. Uh, and then say it back. Reassure that I have it. Is that right? Okay. Uh, I really just, you know, people are forgiving if you fuck their name up. And there's certain people whose names I definitely fucking should know by now. Um I don't know. It's a tricky one. So I'm I'm excited to see what goes forward through this. I never want to do the whole, I never know this guy. If I could just say like, hey, tell me something you're into. Uh, I don't know, kite. And then I'll be like, kite enthusiast. Um, What the fuck is that guy's name? 
Oh, shit. I don't think he even listens to this. Isaac Robinson. That's his name. That's that's who a kite enthusiast would be. And honestly, he might seem however he does in the comedy scene, but I've looked up his Facebook photos. I'm like, this dude is a badass. Like, I think he's held a couple open mics in his backyard during quarantine before it got, like, you know, shut shut down. Um, but he's psych does, like... I don't know what you call it, cross BMXing, but like down, I think it's downhill racing. But uh, yeah, never knew it about the kid. But yeah, if there's a kite enthusiast out there, it's you, Isaac. Um, all right, so pronounce names correctly, check. Um, give oh, yeah, like I'll kind of be like, hey, uh, You know, always always reassuring a great night. I work in the restaurant industry, so I'm going to, you know, give it up for your staff. Please tip well. Um, they're here for you, that kind of deal. Because if I were the bartender there and they brought, didn't bring my name up, you know, there's so-and-so behind the bar. Hey, there's Ethan right behind the bar. He's going to hook you up with drinks. Not hook up, but he's going to prepare the drinks for you that you order and then charge you for them. Um that that seems just more like I've been there before and um I understand the restaurant industry so sticking sticking to that um telling the comics ahead of time how much time they have reassuring that they know that uh kind of give them a light the light means like you give I mean this is just for the average listener again but you get on your iphone put your hand in front of it and go and give them like a, a like a flasher or whatever strobe flash him your dick just pull your pants down um i you know i already recorded this episode about to this mark in upstairs in the garage and boy i gotta tell you something's funky with that pc up there um i need some help connor doyle and uh yeah so this is sometimes a um Okay, I will go check in 15 minutes. <laughs> I like using the text thing. Um don't ask why. Like this the voice one. Um all right, so basically um introduce myself to a lot of the comedians that I can that I you know, don't and I might be doing the whole like, hey, is that is that what's your name over there? That kind of thing. I think I'll be doing that if this becomes a thing. Um, and then I have I do have questions of my own for, you know, I I just went through a collarbone injury. That's why I'm so available for the podcast and and comedy right now. Um, questions about me going back to back to work, checking if they could give me that certain night off. Um, um, seeing if I could substitute if I don't get the immediate job, you know, here and there, how many locations, the pay rate needs from me, things I need to know, that sort of thing. So I'm getting pretty much prepared for that right now. And then um, I'm going to go on the interview and then I will come back and just kind of let you know how it is. I don't know why or how that even became a uh, a thing like 
I, I didn't really didn't plan for it to be cut in half like that. It's just I was having so much trouble with the um, the uh, garage computer tonight, and it was just crackly. I didn't want to do that to you guys. I had to cut one of the episodes and redo the whole thing, um, the one with Nick Acuno, Connor Doyle, because it, there's a couple times where it just like almost blew out my speakers in my car. So still figuring out kinks here, folks. So stick, with, please stick with me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that last comment that I just made. Um, so hear ye, hear ye. I'm gonna, oh yeah, um, just, yeah, taking a couple, um, if, if they have me go up and do some of this on stage, um, it's best to have a couple shots in you first, just to, I mean, I don't know if I could go up there just first time ever hosting. Just dr- hi, um, is this spot okay here? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's kind of funny because Blush and Blue, uh, I've performed there a couple times, and they have this giant, uh, like giant plastic thing covering the tip of the stage. I forgot who the fuck did it, but they did a, a Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase right into it and knocked over the stool and the host, Lisa Lane, was like Lisa Lane. Was like, oh my God. Um and that sound that sounded pretty much like her, if you know her. Sounded just like her. Uh so cheers to me and uh pursuing the next step. And if not, you know, I can tell people they're like, yeah, do you ever run a show? I'm like, no. But I've interviewed for one, and I think that counts, you know. I, I think there's some merit in that, so hear you, hear you. Oh, man. It is funny. People, like, of, of the times that I have performed, which are minuscule in terms of everyone else in the city, um... People like, do you have like a routine of like, I'm like, yeah, wake up, two two eggs, sunny side up. If they're over easy, I throw them away. Then I have one cappuccino and then I squeeze out the rest of my roommates. From there, I don't need anything until 5 p.m. And then I hammer back three shots of bourbon and two triple IP. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, But when I do have a big show... Um, I always have at least a little bit of alcohol. I, I've tried weed. I think I'm, no, I think the last time I figured it out before I did Comedy Works, took a little gummy, like a weed gummy, and I chewed half of it. So it was about five milligrams of the sativa and did that a couple hours before. So I knew it was in my system. I felt a little loose. It does make me a little more nervous. Um, and then when I'm there, I drink plenty of water try and get you know call it like two to three drinks because past that you're just going to sound sloppy um so that's yeah that's kind of the route that I go and I get that question quite often um let's see oh okay so I'm just going to fill up about I think my alarm's going to go off here in a couple minutes but uh and then I'll have to go come back We'll resume before rockstalkradio.com, um, the baseball and all Denver sports podcast. 
So, as most of you know from listening to the past, I just can't fucking stop watching or talking about it. And I know, I am just decades behind on this shit. Not really. I watched the first season of Survivor Borneo when I was, uh, I think, fourth or fifth grade, I want to say. From there, like, it's funny, like, now that I have broken the collarbone, it's it's a thing that I know um, I can put this on, be entertained, um, <laughs> at least till the merge. Um, <laughs> now, I can put this on, be entertained, calculate, analyze, place bets with myself, or if my girlfriend's watching, I'll be like, who do you think's voted off? Um, and, 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 like, when you don't know, it's fucking awesome. But I... I Caught a couple seasons, caught the bug, and with the broken collarbone, it's been a great distraction, and I know far too much. I think I have about six seasons out of 40 left to consume, and um, the story came up. Apparently, this guy, I want to say this was uh, episode, or season 18, I want to say. It's the Tokachins, and... It's spelled T-O-C-I-N-T-I-N-S or something like that. So if I have a Tokachins, and they're the um, the desert plateaus of Brazil. It was pretty awesome. They had a lot of, you know, like bright blue and green parrots they would catch on camera. Because, you know, in Australia, they got crocodiles and snakes and stuff like that. And, you know, the production crew is always finding them and throwing those little... I, I like that, like the the landscape they do now. Drone flyovers before I think it was just helicopter. There's a lot of scenes where people's hair and shit is just blown around, and I'm like, yeah, that's not a drone. That's and, and like the the widescreen TV is shortened. Um, I digress. Um, anyway, so there's this this character named Coach and um, very questionable person. However, uh, the polarizing people in survivor are like some of the best to watch and you're like holy shit what are they going to do next which brings me to like what would i do if i got on survivor like how would i play it would i be over the top like this dude wears like feathers in his head and stuff like that at tribal council whatever this coach dude long hair like samurai um so he's a he's a coach of like a college girls soccer team suspect area number one right there and then he says he's a symphony conductor somewhere in california and i heard him say that he flies back and forth so already very confusing about his profession um so at the end of the season jeff prost the host of the show prost host um he's like i I wanted him to take a lie detector test and he said he wouldn't, and then he got his own lie detector test. And there's a story that he said, and apparently it's true. And this, my friends, is what the story was kind of highlighted, and I'm going to comment in between, but it's it's not one you easily forget. So <laughs> let me just do a little intro, intro music. <laughs> All right, welcome back. No, um, that's what I do at Rock's Talk for, for all you baseball fans out there. <sighs> Shout out to James Harden. Um, 
ASU boy, saw him play a couple years when I was at school. So thank you for all the entertaining games that I got to catch you in. He signed a deal with the Brooklyn Nets. So they have KD, him, and Kyrie Irving, I think, like that. I think. I don't follow basketball as much, but he's one of my favorite players. My favorite players. Uh, all right, here's the story before I have to get going. And uh, it's from Coach from Survivor. Apparently, allegedly, he was in Survivor. No, sorry, sorry. Rewind. Allegedly, he was in the Amazon a while back and was this, like, kayak star somewhat. And National Geographic, he said, had offered to follow him on his kayaking journey down the Amazon. And he said that he wanted to share this experience with himself. That's that's what he said, not that, like, he's on Survivor being filmed 24 fucking 7 you know you got your cock out on that show they are filming it so that's oops i gotta get going soon that's the get to your interview on time but not too on time and don't dress up for this one because it's the comedians would be like oh my god he shops at eddie bowers (laughs) oh where the oh yeah so he says he doesn't want National Geographic to come with him on this adventure because, and and I quote, I want this to be my own experience, even though he's on Survivor, where they film everything. And he seems to be very narcissistic, egotistical. <laughs> Takes one to know one, am I right? Uh, and he, he told the story about how he's kayaking in an eight-foot kayak down the Amazon River, and he's enjoying himself, blah-de-blah, blah um, Hi-ho, hi-ho. And then he says that, and I quote, these four-and-a-half-foot warriors drew their arrows on him and got him out of the river. I think he said he surrendered. They got him out of the river. And he's telling this story to the just newly merged tribe, and everyone's face is lit up like, oh, my God. And then it turns really dark, and he's like, and then they uh, bound my hands behind my back, um, put me in a tent, tied me to a post, and took turns beating me with a club. And no one says shit, by the way, after he says that. everyone Literally, I, no one. And the first question is, because he's like, I took a helicopter into the Amazon on my kayak. The first question out of anyone's mouth is, how much did it cost you to uh, take that helicopter in? And he's like, free. I pulled some strings. So even the other survivors think it's bullshit. But <clears throat> I don't know. If <laughs> it's funny because he goes to a tribal council an episode or two later or whatever. And the, and Jeff Prost, the host, Jeff Prost's host, he's making fun of him too. And everyone's just kind of chiming in like, uh, yeah, he's fucking... Oh, he's like, I've been attacked by a shark, a crocodile, the Amazons. And they all start laughing. And then Prost is like, did this really happen? And he's like, well, I gave it a PG-13, like, version for the camp. And then I they bleeped out what I believe the words to be asshole. And he said they talk about talked about, like, looking in. I, and at first I thought they said eating. And I had to rewind it. And I said, looking in my asshole, bleep, bleep. 
and then something something my asshole bleep all bleeped and i was like what the fuck man and then apparently at the end of the season he got his own lie detector test from a buddy down the hall and they confirmed that it was true i just want you guys to sit on that story just let that reminisce because i'm gonna go on this interview now and i thought it was one of the most bonkers like the most kinky indiana jones bullshit story like okay so if they're four foot four four and a half feet and this guy is like pushing six and a half feet six six feet six inches i don't know why that took so long I'm 6'3". It looks like me and this guy would be pretty much like right at each other's height. And I was like, man, if I was getting beat by like, they could definitely reach my face. You know, I don't know. That was just a weird story. So sit on it and we will see you guys in just a sec. Okay, uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, seems like no time for you, but today is actually Friday, January 15th, 2021-1-1. Um, after, God, so much has happened since I did the first half of this. I'm not really, I know I told the Survivor story um, about... <laughs> Looking in coach's ass, I guess, uh, his asshole, bleep, bleep. Um, and then I talked about going into the interview. The interview went well. Um, we will see what comes of that for Sassy Savage Entertainment. Um, overall cool experience. Again, hey, do you host an open mic? No, but I've interviewed to do so. I think that's the way to go. Um, it's it's 1121 Eleven twenty one a.m. on Friday. I'm about to leave for Winter Park here in just a f- like probably an hour or so. So I wanted to finish this podcast up. And God, let me tell you, the crunch of getting one of these out on your own, uh, you'll never know unless you try and do solo podcasts. And they um, have a level of difficulty and just like I don't even know, but um, I had to jump out to the garage because I think uh, I'm pretty sure the roommates all went out last night because there's like shot glasses and all that, and I know one of them just got home from a little trip. So um, I like had mentioned when they all got home, I was on my way out to Liza's, and uh, they're like, I was like, hey, do you guys mind if I do a podcast tomorrow? They're like, sure, like, what time? And I was like, 10 a.m. And they all went, oof, can you whisper? And it would be like, it would be like this, like, the whole time. I would be like, oh, okay, here's another thing. And I'm just worried about people driving off the road, falling asleep and stuff. So if it sounds different, I don't fucking, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to apologize for being a, um, a receptive roommate Hmm. And um, yeah, so yeah, I will be leaving soon. Just got. Um. 
I'm not driving up there, so what's wrong with the breakfast beer? Um, I just wanted to give out a shout-out to Jersey Mike's off Colorado Boulevard and, like, Louisiana. Uh, there's a guy, looks like he must smoke a lot of really good weed. Um, let me just get on his level real quick. All right, yeah. This guy must smoke a lot of really dank weed because um went into Jersey Mike's. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, went into Jersey Mike's off Colorado, like Louisiana. It's in that weird shopping center with, like, the red roof. Um, if you go in next time, please look for this kid. Um, Caucasian male. About six foot or a little less, um, like long red blonde hair, like to his neck, glasses, obviously the mask. Um, you'll find him saying, Die! I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so I walk in, I'm like, I'll take the number 13, I want a large, and I want the olive oil and vinegar on the side, please. But still Mike's way, I said, I still want it Mike's way. And then they're like, what else? So I was like, banana peppers. And they're like, great. Um, so, like, the manager, like, I don't know what their system is, but he preps the meat and cheese and, like, cuts it out and portions it. And then we'll just call him Dirty Dur. Uh, he is the one putting all the toppings on and whatnot. So I pay, tip, and I'm watching him make my sandwich. And so far, so good. Onions, lettuce, he throws the tomatoes down. And then uh, he, like, so he was the one that, like, put the oil and vinegar in a to-go container for me. So I was like, obviously the kid knows what he's doing. He wouldn't ever put oil on this. And sure enough, he goes to reach for the oil thing, and I was like, is that for my sandwich? And then he just starts going. And I just went, here's my. I put my arm in the air, like, from my waist to, like, I went, oh, my, are you serious? And he's like, oh, uh, do you want me to take it off? Yeah, dude, I want you to take the oil off of my sandwich. So I just went, nope, it's fine, and just uh, walked over and just filled my soda, and I was like, god damn it. And just wouldn't look over. And the cashier dude was like, fuck, this guy's pissed. And then I'm like, whatever. And then two seconds later, it's already wrapped up and done. And I was like, all right, first of all, everyone that goes to Jersey Mike's, they know that Mike's Way has, like, the the spices, the salt and pepper. It just seemed like he just wrapped it up right away. And if he's going to do the oil, you might as well fuck it up with the vinegar, too. So that I don't have to create a mess later. Anyway, I had a picky Karen moment because I was like, all right, whatever. So I get home and I'm like, God, that fucking kid must have been so high. Can I take the oil off your sandwich? Show me how to do that. Jersey Mike's. Do you have a special technology equipment that takes oil off of a sandwich after it's bled through to the bread? So I'm like, whatever. You know, basically... The whole meal with the big soda cost me like twenty, twenty two seventy eight. We'll just say, 
plus tiff, you know. So my thought was, it's it's one of those like it's not, it's more than twelve. I think it's like eighteen inches. Um, that is what she said, perhaps. Uh, anyway, so I always like to just keep half of it, like nine inches, in the fridge, with not like no condiment on it, so that I can eat it later. Because their bread, it oh my god, I almost just um gagged right there just thinking about i got home and like undid it and in the oil because my friend had to use the car wash so i had to sit an extra like 15 minutes by that time the oil had just seeped through all over the bread and so i opened it up and there's no fucking banana peppers and i was like that's the reason i like this sandwich and I was like, Steve, I'm going to go drive back over there. And he was like, no, you're not. And I was like, I swear to fucking God, I'm driving back over there. So I make the trek back over to Jersey Mike's and walk in. And the guy sees me walk in, manager sees me walk in with, you know, holding a big-ass sub. And I went, you know, you want to look at what the fuck this is, man? And mushed it in his face. <laughs> Just kidding. I just kept coming up with great stories. I was thinking about being like, hey, um, my friend doesn't have a mask, so he couldn't come in, but I'm just going to flail my arms around and make it look like I'm really fucking pissed. God damn it. God fucking damn it. And um, everyone just, you know, put your heads down, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, so walk in right away, and the manager's like, do we mess it up? And I was like, I would really like it if you guys could redo this. And the girl's like, okay, what can I take off of this for you? And I was like, well, unless I don't know of the new technology, there's oil on it. And she's like, oh, okay, gotcha. Puts it aside. Give the whole order again. 13, you know, classic Mike's way. I already have the oil and vinegar and uh, banana peppers. And then that kid and I, he he's there. And he has to kind of like hear this whole thing. And he's on the line to expedite the condiments and produce on it and i don't know he must have been blitzed out of his fucking mind because uh you know i'm doing small talk so you know slow day yeah really sorry about this sir uh you know there's worse things in the world and i'm just like you know i wanted to put half in the fridge it's you know it's all for me i wanted to eat it later kind of hard to do that you know unless you just throw the bread away we totally understand and they were super cool. And uh, then the kid makes my sandwich. And I'm talking to the manager, not watching him. Um, I watched the oil and vinegar bottles like a fucking hawk. Because I was like, I will be damned if this happens again. Um, he didn't put any on of that on there, which is good. And I'm like, all right, just a little bit of mayo. And the guy, you know, manager's really cool. Can I wrap both these up so you can put one in the fridge? I'm like, dude, that would be fucking awesome. Thank you. And he wraps up one, and then he goes, hang on. And he lifts up the bread. Did you say you wanted banana peppers? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, hey, we come on, man. Like, we need banana peppers on this. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, this dude is on another planet. Oh, I don't know if you guys can hear that. Listen, our, our trash is being taken away. This is quite an exciting thing in my house, you know. 
We always wait for the trash. Yay! <laughs> We're all, all of us are like waiting for the fire truck, the ice cream truck, and then the dump truck is one of our favorite days. And, well, it's pretty consistent, too. The ice cream truck is pretty much seasonal, and the fire truck is only in case of emergency. But we, um, we like trucks at my house. And, yay! We all just clap for the truck. Um... I don't know if any of you guys heard that, and I might have just sounded really dumb, but not as dumb as Dirty Dirt. Um, anyway, <laughs> shout out to you, kid. Uh, hopefully, I'll get a hold of some of that weed that you. Uh, I don't know. He was really nice, and they're they're all really nice. I just the moral of the story is how do you take oil off a sandwich? I need to know. Um, Jersey Mike's they they were like, hey. I know it says it's expired, but here's a coupon. We'll honor it. I'm like, yeah, if you're here, who the fucking knows? Here's a coupon to fuck up your next sandwich. Uh, God, I sound like a complaining little bitch. But, you know, I have to balance it out. Anyway, shout out to Jersey Mike's. You want me to take the oil off your sandwich? Um, Yeah, I want to see that. I really, really want to see it. So, balance it out with some good stuff here. Um, I was at my parents' house. Uh, like it was after, uh, Christmas and yeah, it had to have been because my sister was not there and we got a knock on this door and this kind of happens in Greenwood village. Um, people are nice. No, they are. Um, I had, I loved growing up there. I, I love that neighborhood, man. Um, Anyway, these people dropped off this, like, woven, it's not, they didn't, like, how do you say, weave, yeah, they didn't, they didn't wove it, they didn't weave it themselves, but it's like this 8 by 10 inch, I'm using a lot of dimensions today, I'm very sorry everybody, 8 by 10 inch by 5 and a half inch, like, tote bag, and, and, and on it, is this printed picture of what looks like the doorway to Bilbo Baggins' house at the Shire. And it reads, Happy Hobbit Days, GreenwoodHobbits.com. I swear to God. And um, I caught the chick. She was, she was probably like, she was in high school for sure, and her mom was driving around, and she's dropping off bags. Never seen these people in my life. And I looked down, and I was just like, hey, hey, what's going on? Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. And she's like, hey, what's going on? We're just, that's from the Hobbits of Greenwood Village. And, and then they just drove off. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. It's just from the Hobbits of Greenwood Village. So they they had this cart. It was, it was pretty badass. They had two copper mugs. Like, I don't know if they were real copper. They seemed pretty cheap, but... I'll be damned if I knock them down for giving me a gift. They were fill, filled with, like, nice chocolates, coins, and these weird, like, I don't know the name of them. I ate them all. They're, like, filled with, if they're red, blue, yellow, and then a different yellow if it's white chocolate. Like, you, you'd you know them if you saw them. They're twisted off. They're chocolate, and then there's either, I think, red's caramel, blue's dark chocolate, yellow's uh milk chocolate and then there's like a y- white yellow and it's white chocolate with i think white chocolate on the inside they're fucking delicious what else is in there um 
feel like I forgot. There's just like two mugs that like have greenwoodvillagehobbits.com on it. And um, I don't think there's much else. I feel like there was some sort of fucking bottle opener or something. But anyway, some of it stayed to my parents. I was like, yeah, let me take those copper mugs. And right now they're just storage shit because I don't want the emblem to rub off. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I do. All right. So the card says, happy Hobbit days. Looking forward to 2021. And on the back, it's um, Greenwood Hobbits. Underneath it says, it's a neighbor th- neighborly thing. And then GreenwoodHobbits.com. I'm going to give, I mean, I'm just going to plug them, whether they want it on this immature platform or not. Uh, and please don't let your kids listen to this show. I mean, I think I should have a cutoff age of 18 but 21 to play it safe and i probably don't have anything in common with 18 to 21 year olds anyway let's just give it a safe 22 and up i should have that right on the picture just 22 plus um did he do 22 episodes and more that's what people (laughs) no no it's for i don't want your children's ear to hear the filth that comes out of this show um Yep, it's getting cold again. I had to turn the the heaters off out of respect for the listeners, but oh man, this this garage gets muy muy cold, muy frío. Hace frío? Uh that's Greenwood Hobbits, G R E E N W O O D H O B B I T S dot com. Check them out, I guess. Um Okay, so you guys hear that? This is actually picking up at our house. Listen. <laughs> Isn't it exciting? This is how I would be talking if I was downstairs. Because no one wants to wake Nick up. There they go. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! All right. All right, so top left of this thing. Let's see what time we got. Ooh, man. Am I doing okay? It's hard to say sometimes. I don't want to touch this fucking computer. I tried doing this podcast outside. I don't know if I had too much shit plugged into the PC. I'm kind of new to having a PC again besides fifth grade computer class. I've been a Mac kid ever since college and up, you know. So I, I choose not to touch it until, until it's done. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> all right, anyway, back to this. Um, it says, top left, since the current COVID situation leaves us with a ghastly short supply of mead, <laughs> my go-to aperitif, uh, I've taken the opportunity, I don't know why, I've taken the opportunity to share the Hobbit substitute libation for Hob times such as these i really think i should be going now that's uh my impression of bilbo baggins when when he's about to fucking throw that ring on and that cock ring on and vanish for all hey okay uh this is a recipe with the creepiest fucking picture i've ever seen in my life all right because i forget to do this and i'm like yeah it'll be on the instagram later 
Uh, you will have to sit and watch me, listen to me, take a picture of um, flip the camera. Yeah. So I'm just going to post that right away and edit it later, I think. That's just the way to go. Um, Hobbit Mule Cocktail. It's a neighborly thing. <laughs> One, load up your uh, Hobbit Mule Mug with ice. Load it up. Uh, I guess one of the ones he gave you. Number one, load up your Hobbit Mule Mug with ice. Number two, just a splash of your favorite spirit if you're so inclined. I almost said the G word, G-A-Y. I can't say that one anymore, but uh, that was happy. That was gay and frolicky. It wasn't anything. It was just weird, all right? Um, number three, add the juice from a lime and toss the rind right in. Okay, hey, everybody. What are you looking at, Dove? Now I'm starting to sound like... The, it's weird because there's a hobbit and it looks like an orc just having a it is a gay old time. I mean, had nothing to do with their sexual orientation. That just used to be a way that the hobbits would refer to um I'll move on. Number 4, top it off with a good spicy ginger beer. Okay? And then 5, give your hobbit mule cocktail a quick stir and sign it to host and sign it to host your neighborly Zoom party? What? Give your Hobbit Mule cocktail a quick stir and, and sign it to host your neighborly Zoom party? So I don't really understand that. I don't have the mug in front of me anymore. Do I? I don't know where the fuck I put the second one. Whatever. Um, maybe you sign the mug and everyone holds it up like you're drinking hot cocoa, but just, you know, holding it straight up to your Zoom camera. I am not really sure. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, and on the other side, here's the kind of, it says, My dear friends, are you ready for magical holiday cheer? 2020 has been quite a daunting year, and it is finally winding down. Thank the heavens and all the creatures of the forest. Let's sit back and enjoy the simple pleasures. Share a warm fire, a holiday libation, and a delectable sweet with your neighbor over Zoom. Happy Hobbit Days, yours truly, Bill Bob Baggins. That's B I L L. Hyph or uh, yeah, hyphenated B O B, not Bill Bo, Bill Bob Baggins of the Greenwood Village Shire. <laughs> Shire. <laughs> All right, I think the weed started kicking in. Uh, yeah, go to Greenwood Hobbits. I think I might just do that right now and just. I am fucking wildly curious. Um. Uh, 
Uh, Detroit Lions running back Adrian Peterson ordered to pay $8.3 million to loan company. Ooh. All right, sorry. It's just a headline. Greenwood Hobbit.com. Roger the uh, yeah, here it comes. Happy Hobbit Days. Oh my god. Wait, what the fuck? That is weird. Um I would really suggest people to look up greenwoodhobbits.com. I've had a lot of work with um green screens and it almost seems like these two are just standing in front of a green screen. Yeah, it it does not look like they're outside. However, that does look Man, this is this is better than my website. <laughs> oh my god. All right, hang on one second. Yeah, they like This is a as a greenwood hobbit, I vow to help my neighbors and if necessary save the world. Dude, this is fucking sick. Um Oh man, there's a there's questions in the email. Greenwoodhobbits at gmail.com. Dude, this this should be a podcast. I mean, if I could have Bill Bob Baggins on here here my and he says, uh Bill Bob Baggins, my excellent wife Emily. See, what I'm worried about is if I had this nice man on on the show and Hey, what's your podcast? Uh, wait, the drop-down menu doesn't work. Oh, that sucks. Maybe it's maybe it's in. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I'm 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 worried that Bill Bob would come over, get excited, and um, then his wife would tell people, "Oh, Bill Bob's on this show." And then they they look at oh I don't know episode twenty five for example the one right before this one, and then there's people talking about pagan shit and just um just vile disgusting shit. Um, yeah, I really I maybe someday when I grow up I can have Bill Bob on if he's still with us. That was not the neighborly thing to say. Um. I don't want any more adventures. Thank you. Not today, but please come to tea anytime you like after your eagerly awaited vacation. I don't know if that's a quote or what he says. Um, oh, well, there's there's more. We must continue to prep. Okay, so it says warm and sweet live in a delectable sweet. Please do so in a safe manner. We must continue to practice our approved COVID measures when Amazon comes to my hobbit hole, forcing me to uh, rise from my hearth. I must don a mask and maintain two walking sticks distance. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. It, for those of you who are not familiar with The Lord of the Rings or um, The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien, um, that is from J.R.R.R. Tolkien. Um, that's actually a quote from Led Zeppelin. They were huge into Lord of the Rings. And if you specifically listen to the song Ramble On, Ramble On, 
I nailed it down a thousand times. Sing my song. I'm going round the world, going round the way. Um, <laughs> Twas in the darkest depths of Mordor. I met a girl so fair. But Gollum, an evil one, crept up and slipped away with her. Her, her, yeah. Bing, I did nothing I can do, no. I guess I'll just keep on rambling. Oh my god, fucking great song. Anyway, yeah, they're really into Lord of the Rings. So if you didn't know, hobbits are like, I think they're like three and a half, four feet creatures. Maybe a little taller. I don't know if the book has different dimensions. Again, more dimensions. The dimensions of Lord of the Rings. Uh, maybe a good name perhaps for for the show um i you know yeah i should probably join this with the other one just because it's wasted space if not um i just i've enjoyed the second half if this is joined up with the other one way beyond i i like being in the garage more because i don't have to i don't have to talk like this and not wake anybody up <laughs> okay um uh let me keep going here i must i must don a mask and maintain two walking sticks distance for a hobbit and after the exchange soap my hands remembering 20 seconds could save a life all right this reminds me to raise my mug to our intrepid essential workers um they have ad admirably heated the Unexpected call of COVID. Mm, another little Easter egg from Bill Bob Baggins. We are truly all in their debt. You shall not pass. <laughs> Boom. Uh, they they work in our stores, hospitals, restaurants, and service industries. Right here, uh, helping us through each day. Right here, yeah. Winner. Uh. Merriment is in short supply for many our neighbors right now. So please consider visiting my Greenwood Hobbits page, helping neighbors in need. And then I guess I can click on that. Let me just finish this. The organizations, the organizations featured are helping to feed our neighbors all over Colorado, as well as their furry friends. I can't think of any more valiant thing to do. May you find the time to slow down and let the holiday season Envelop you with coziness and good cheer. Happy Hobbit days, Bill Bob Baggins, my excellent wife, Emily. Um, wow, they this is like charitable shit. Feeding Colorado is the collaborative effort of five Colorado food banks. They actually do a lot of good. <laughs> they do a lot. Of, and then they have working together feeding Colorado the Colorado Pet Pantry. So they feed furry friends, too. Dude, these people are the shit. Bill Bob and Emily. Um, feeding Colorado. Yeah, this is really neat, man. Oh, wait, wait. Hang on. Soap and mask barrel. This The pop-down thing worked on this one. Hobbity projects. Hobbit recipes. Make your neighbors smile. Videos. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh my god. I don't know if I can fucking play this and not get like I I know that when I did my last um my last uh YouTube adventure that made me look like a fucking psycho. Thanks a lot every uh, I don't know. That's a little personal, but apparently I'm insane when it comes to art, yo. Uh, I know that if you play something and it kind of like can shazam it for over 10 seconds that um, certain platforms or apps can flag you under like a copyright infringement deal. But it, I will be watching. Let me see if I can. Just... I... <laughs> Don't you love this song? Well, they're fucking ripping this song off, too, so. Okay, I'm going to turn it down. Starring Alfred Williams is Gandalf. Oh, my God. Wait. And Peter Slattery is Frodo back. Parker Slattery. Dude. Dude, this is fucking sick. You're late. A wizard is never late. Dude, <laughs> where is that fucking film? I don't want to get flagged for copyright infringement, but I swear to God, this is real. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Um, You're late. A wizard is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he is needed. <laughs> yeah, what a weird fucking scene. And no shit, every there is tons of child actors. What the fuck? This place exists. There, they have built the Shire somewhere in Greenwood Village. There's literally. A hobbit hole. There's people fucking fishing in this fake pond. I guess all of them are supposed to be acting like hobbits. Oh, people are jumping off the... F oh, there's fucking Bill Bob, dude. My Uncle Bilbo's been acting a bit odd recently. I mean, more than usual. Uh, Gandalf has a bit of soul to him. I'm just going to put that out there. But... <laughs> Searching for his ring, everybody. Oh, he just kissed the ring. Oh, my God, dude. This is sick. Hang on. There's one, two, three, four. There's f four videos. And they're, like, kind of long. This is actually impressive. I I take back all the cockering comments. Um <laughs> this is the fucking best thing in the world. Um, here I was dying of like, what do I talk about on the podcast? And uh, Bill Bob Baggins did the neighborly thing and uh, took the oil off my sandwich. All right, everybody, I'm going to wrap this one up. This will be coming out uh, Sunday at 6. <clears throat> That's I think I'm going to try that time slot. There's... So many things to fucking consider in this. Um, and I guess the reason I like doing it for the most part is like 
the kind of feedback I've been getting and stuff like that. And um, just kind of seeing some numbers and increases here and there. It's fucking fun, everybody. Being able to broadcast whatever the hell comes out of my mouth. And then, you know, I, I, I can't go immature right now. I just watch, like, I want to do the neighborly thing and, and you know, be be a be um more mature right now just because i that was very humbling and um thank you to uh jersey mice <laughs> thank you to them <clears throat> thank you to bill bob baggins the greenwood hobbit and happy hobbit days to everybody out there uh next week you will have the pleasure to li- hang on you will have the pleasure of Mr. The voice, voicing linguistics of Mr. Brad Galley. Uh, Brad Galley, I do believe he's um, he is a Colorado native, just like myself. Um, even though he talked like he's from New York, that's not how people sound. Who's fucking kidding? Who? Uh, shout out to all my East Coast friends because when I you know, when I do hang out with you, it kind of, you know, I don't know, I don't know, hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> a lot of that stuff, you know. So I don't know if he has East Coast friends or not, um, but you you will be like, this guy doesn't sound like he's from Colorado, but I assure you, I, I'm pretty, I'm like 70% sure now that now I say all that, that he he's he's like a super big um Avs, Broncos, Rock, Big Rockies fan there. There you go. And uh, Avalanche. So, and Nuggets. I don't know if I said all of them. Not sure who he roots. Who is Brad root for? I'm so, I'm thinking it's that one team. All right, sorry. Uh, Brad Galley on the show next week, everybody. I will have prompting questions coming soon. He'll be here on Tuesday. I don't know if I'm going to wait a week, depending on how busy I get. Um, I just need the material to release Sunday at 6. Um, so try and remember that. Everyone have a great day out there, and um, we will catch you guys next time. Okay, Bilbo, bye-bye. Bill Bobby, hey, Bill Bobby, boo. Billy Bob, Billy Bob, Hobbit Thornton, Thornton, Thornton. All right, that's enough. Goodbye.